Welcome to Loving God and Making Money. I am Julaine Smith. And I am Kyla Alvarez. And I'm so glad to see you, Kyla. I know. I miss you, Julaine. Oh, my God. I miss you, too. And our listeners are probably missing us as well. We we actually uh, missed last week, the day after Easter. So, But we are back. It's Monday. And uh, we are continuing on uh, with this podcast. Kyla and I are excited to be here. Um, this is truly a calling. It's truly a gift to be able to even come on the airwaves and talk about the things that are on our heart, the Mm -hmm. things that we believe will edify, lift up, build up the body of Christ to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is why we are here. So uh, we just want to send a shout out to all our listeners. Thank you for joining us again on the podcast. We've got some fun things to talk about. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kyla, I'm going to toss it over to you to introduce our topic for today's show and give our listeners a little bit of a background uh, as to how we got to this topic and where we want to take it. So what's on your mind? What's on your heart? Yeah, so it's so fun in this season. I'm wrapping up my my degrees um, yes, degrees. I'm getting two masters I at the know. same time. So proud of you, girl. Thank you. Thank and time you. is going by so fast. Oh, yes. You're getting closer and closer yes. to that big day. I cannot wait. I so. know. I bet you are excited. <sighs> We're almost there, people. If you, you can do it. I yeah. promise you it's possible. If God's yeah. with you, you can do it. Yes. So, Amen. Um, Amen. But it's, it's really great because I'm in this project right now. And so I'm doing two things. So when you wrap up your master's, you're often required to write a thesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who kind of don't know what a thesis is, it's pretty much you're writing a mini book on a subject. Okay. Um, you're trying to speak to an expertise. So I have given myself to this particular topic. And what provokes this topic is, frankly, out of my own story. Mm. Um, it's it's a hard story. It's actually led to where I am today. And I, I'm also not writing for myself, but I'm also writing on behalf of the hundreds and thousands of women mm-hmm. who I see struggling with this issue. So what I want to talk about today is just the idea of women's representation and women's destinies and women's place within the world. Because the church, you know, is a powerful, powerful, great force. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I love the church, and I'm for the church. I mean, that's why we're doing Amen. this podcast, is that's loving exactly God right. and making money. I'm that's here right. to build the church. That's right. And I think there's just this propheticness in me that God has put within me mm-hmm. and calling forth the power and potential within women. Because the truth is, I think there's been some unintentional, uh, for the most part, unintentional, actions that have led to women just questioning, God, can you use me? Where can you use me? Where? What oh, am I yes. allowed to do and put my hand to? Because depending on the denomination, you're either told, oh yeah, God has released me to do this. And in another denomination, you would be thrown out of a church because you're not allowed to preach or teach or something like that. Right. So for me, I'm writing a thesis about how to empower women within the church, whether that's, um, and I don't mean that just in the four walls of the church, but I mean, even in the marketplace. Okay. So this is about empowering women. How do we empower you? How do we lift up your voice? How do we discern, um, what the truth is about your identity, your potential, um, and cleaning all that up? I love the topic. It overlaps with my passion. 
mm-hmm. which is to help people start businesses. But in particular, I want to help women mm-hmm. to start companies for profit businesses and to run them well. Mm-hmm. Right. And then being a business owner myself and being in the marketplace, it also resonates with me because I see so much on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. uh, as it pertains to how women are uh, maybe intentionally or not so intentionally uh, put in certain roles, mm-hmm. you know, the the whole idea of the glass ceiling yep. kind of thing. And it's real. But it's real. It's statistically um, proven it's real. And, and then I can see the good old boys club yeah. <laughs> and how, and how those two uh, places don't, necessarily converge. So no. a woman is relegated to certain uh, positions uh, within an organization or able to rise to a certain level of influence, yeah. right? Um, and then I see the the good old boys network working, yeah. right? Um, and I and I understand that that's based on relationships. Yes, and that many times we as women are just not invited to the party. That well, yes. Okay, <laughs> so if you're not invited to the party, uh, how can you build the relationships that might open the door for you to greater level of advancement? Okay, so I've yes. seen this thing at work, so I'm excited to hear what your statistics have to say. Yeah, I can uh, share some real life stories on this, but let's just jump on in and let's get started and unpack this thing. Yeah, and hopefully help somebody in the process. Well, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. I think one of the biggest things we need to first address is is the fact that this often can be, a, you know, a, a boys club, right? Oh, okay. And um, if we want to be really transparent and yeah. really honest and I know in the world of business. Some people get pissed at that, but it's okay. the truth. No, it's and the truth. I got the evidence and proven, I'm going that, to tell you. And not only that, but white privilege is really live and well yes. when you talk about the big, uh, yes. the old boys, uh, what do you call it? The, the boys club. <laughs> The good old boys club. Excuse me, I can't even get it out. <laughs> but not only is it a good old boys club, but you see white privilege at work in Ugh. the good old boys club. So yes. now you got two factors if you're yes. a person of color and yep. you're a woman. Yep. Okay, I'll just take it there. Go ahead, Kyla. No, it's so true. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah, I see it. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into this, but yeah. I think what what contributes to the fact that women just like. Why this is so hard to even climb the ladder? It's so Mm -hmm. much harder for a woman to climb the ladder, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I've I label it to three three actually big things. Okay, first is unequal access. Yep. The second is Mm -hmm. a lack of representation. Okay. Which you know those two kind of are really they really are they they feed each other. But the last one, which I think is actually really hard for women to swallow, Mm -hmm. is the exploitation of our labors. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. So I saw a statistic the other day that women earn seventy cents or somewhere around that mm -hmm. on the dollar. Yep. Compared to their male counterpart doing Mm -hmm. the exact same job. Yes, and and it's proven that women so women actually have a higher capacity in the workplace mm-hmm. like statistically proven we can actually do more we can um, do more we have the capability yes and oftentimes we get loaded with more more tasks because we're multitaskers we're multitaskers we're more efficient we do things mm-hmm. but the bigger hang up is but mm-hmm. women are proven to not be given the big opportunities yeah. So even though we can do more, yeah. um, and we're more efficient at it, when it comes to the big, big 
moments, those are often handed to men. Well, you know, Sheryl Sandberg, she talked about this in the book, Lean In. Mm. Now, and, and in the book, she made the point that sometimes even when women are aware of the opportunities, we don't always take advantage of them in terms mm-hmm. of stepping up. Yeah. And that's why she titled the book Lean In. She's like, you don't always find women leaning into no. those opportunities. And we've been trained not to, actually. We've been, yes. And there are other things that are pulling on the demand for our time that yeah. could possibly make us think carefully about whether we should lean into an opportunity. So mm-hmm. so let's let's talk about these three points because I think that they're all very interesting, mm-hmm. important for us to unpack and to understand as we uh, consider this topic. So let's go back to the first yeah. the first one that you mentioned. So unequal access. So I mean statistically proven here I'm going to read some stuff for you guys. Mm-hmm. But it really the higher Studies show, and I'm looking at the Harvard Business Review. Um, okay. They've done a bunch of great studies on on women in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Uh, but statistically, pretty much the higher you, you go up the ladder, the mm-hmm. less women are present. That's true. Right? Um, And there's a lot of social norms that go into unequal access. But what's really interesting is most of this is based around a psychology of bias. Okay. What um, do you mean by that? Right. So we have unequal access because we're left out. We're left out because men overall who have the power assume something about us that we're just not capable. We, we um, get too emotional about it or there's the other reality of, Oh, you're busy cause you're a mom. Now, I want to stop at that last one because mm-hmm. I know um, even for me and mm-hmm. for you, I know your right. story, yes. motherhood um, motherhood is something you have to uniquely navigate when it comes to uh, pursuing other dimensions of yourself if you feel called to more than just motherhood. That's right. And I want to say right. this, first and foremost, if you are a mom out there and you, you just feel called to a mom, we... Love you. you. We honor you. We support you. I actually think it is harder to be a stay at home mom Mm. because you are, you live and work in the same place. Well, you know, I feel like if you are a mother and your children are young, I always say you don't get any do overs. And so one of the things that we have to learn how to navigate as Mm -hmm. women who are also moms, whether you're married or single, one of the things we have to be able to navigate how do we manage our time? It puts a demand on your time like none other. I was reading a post on Facebook of a friend of mine who uh, just mapped out her day. She's a single mom. She has four children. They're all school age. And her day starts at 4 a.m. Yep. 4 a.m. she's up. 5 a.m. she's at the gym. Yep. 6 a.m. she's at the store buying groceries. Then she's home fixing lunches for kids. Then she's getting the kids up by 7, 7.30 or whatever. She's taking them to school. By the time most of us are just getting our first yawn yep. up, you know what I'm the saying? Hustling. She's been up since 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she knows in order for her to be able to navigate being a single mom of four children and a working woman... That's what it takes. Yep. Yeah. So we do, we have to do that. Why? Because I know that raising children is for us as women who are are blessed to be moms, it's the most important job we'll ever have. Mm-hmm. And so at the same time, we do want to 
um, or perhaps some of us aspire to have a role outside of the home, you have to figure out how to make that thing balance. And if you can't, then you also need to reassess for yourself what your priorities are and maybe make some hard choices Mm -hmm. knowing that it doesn't mean not ever. It just means not now. Yeah. And maybe later as your children get older, you can spend more time, uh, in, uh, pursuing, um, uh, objectives that you have that take you outside the home. But raising your children is extremely important and it's important to do it well. And that means it takes time. It's true. But yeah. I'll, I'll just speak out of my, yes, I'm going to use the feminist word, mm. but out of my feminist self, mm-hmm. I think what's so hard is so many women think they have to figure out how to prioritize this themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that they think, oh gosh, God, how am I, how am I going to raise my children and do work at the same time? Well, what about your husband, if you have a husband or your partner or whoever you have? Like Mm -hmm. you, this is a negotiation as a family. Like what about uh, what people fail to do, often fail to do is, okay, well, how can, how can parents get involved? How can extended family get involved? How can husbands get involved? That's, that is that old proverb, right? It takes a village to raise a child. Exactly. If you have access to family support, you are a blessed woman. Yes, I'm it's telling true. you, that's the truth, because oh, a lot absolutely. of times families today, extended families, they just aren't, they aren't there. They're, you no. know, you live in different cities, you live in different states, uh, people are busy, yeah. right? So a woman who has a family is blessed if that family's there to help support her with her children and, and raising her kids. And then if you have a husband who's also willing to mm-hmm. help you carry the load, amen, you are blessed. Yeah, it's you know? true. That because that's not always the case. No. And then you said something too about well, what about the prioritization of of the woman's needs within the family unit, right? Mm-hmm. So if a woman is married, is her husband supportive? Yes. Of her aspirations that would take yes. her outside of the home. Um, and okay, let's talk about that. Come on now, and is he willing to step up and help take care of the kids, or or does he believe? His job is the one that really matters, oh, yeah. and therefore oh, you Jesus. are to sacrifice. You push your time. You push the buttons. Okay, you, you know what I mean. I'm just telling you. It just depends on where's the man's heart. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good thing. So this is why I hope if you're a guy and you're listening right now, I hope you haven't tuned out and been like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is just for women. Because We're not this, trying to bash you guys. We this love concerns y'all. <laughs> you so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, you hit it perfectly. One of the biggest issues women within the church face mm-hmm. is the fact that they have been told through scripture, your place is in the home. Oh, yeah. Your place is only within the home. And even for some of those of you who are on the more progressive side of Christianity, where it's like, oh, no, you can get a job, oftentimes people still believe Oh, it's the man's responsibility as the head of the household to provide. Period. Uh, Yeah. And you know what? It actually doesn't specifically say that. And we have read into that way too much with the cultural lens. And Mm. it's been damaging Mm. to the identity and well-being of women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's interesting because, Kyla, the mindset it's not gender specific. It's just, it's not just men saying that it's women are also in the body of Christ 
um, of the mindset, some of them, that that is the role that they are supposed to have, right? And therefore, if you are a married woman and you are a mom and you're a Christian and you love the Lord and you also aspire to be in business, there's this tension that you have to address, right? Yeah. That comes by way of, I'm going to call it the culture of the church, the environment of the church, yeah. where you can feel very much like an outcast. You can feel very much like there is something the matter with you because you hear the message that says that the man's to be the primary breadwinner and that women are to just take care of the children and, and, and the home, et cetera. And yet you, you're not satisfied with just those things. And you believe that your dissatisfaction is connected to what God has called you to, to produce in a context of business outside of the mm-hmm. church, I mean, outside of the four walls of the church, but outside of also your home in terms of you got to go out in the marketplace. What do you do when you've got all these conflicting messages? How do you reconcile for yourself what it is that you should be about and how you should be responding to these conflicting messages? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, God speaks. And I'll I'll speak out of my own experience. Mm-hmm. And... You know, at the church, I, um, I, you know, come to meet Jesus in at like really more eighteen years old. Um, I didn't grow up in a context where I knew whether or not a woman could or could not preach or teach or mm-hmm. do something. I didn't know any better, mm-hmm. right? And do you feel called to preach? Well, yes, I do. I well, I'm and I'm yes. I mean, that, I think that's why I'm using my voice today. That's why I'm yes. saying it led me to where I am. Yes, because I remember so clearly God saying, "Kyla, you're called." Like, I mean, so audibly, you guys, it freaked me out. Now, are you? Um- a part of a church where the leadership believes that women should be able to preach? Yes, but okay, I have a huge but. Okay. But we don't see it very often. So oh, it's not modeled. So it's given, no. you hear it talked and, about. Yes. And this is true for a lot of women in Christianity. Yeah. We, we are told we can do something, but it's never modeled for us. This is where I say we go back to lack of representation. Okay. So we don't even know it's a possibility. So when I heard Kyla, you're called to preach and teach, I was like, uh, but God, like, who am I? And I'm sitting in this room full of all these people who are pastors' kids, male pastors' kids, yes. and everyone always prays for them, prophesies, oh, you're going to be a preacher, you're going to be a teacher. And I'm like, God, no one's ever prayed for me. No one's ever yeah. laid hands on me to do this. Yes. Why would you ever call me God to do that? And I felt not ashamed, but I felt scared to even speak the truth of what God put in my heart. Lean into that. Yes. I was afraid. And and (sighs) then I went to SPU Mm -hmm. and, you know, that was the first time in my life where I had guys telling me, oh, you can't be called to to do that. You can't be called Mm -hmm. to to preach and teach. Mm -hmm. That's that's not the role of women. And I'm like, what? I've never been told that. I didn't grow up in a church. What's the woman's role? Right. Exactly. At home. Yes. You know, so I had to do 
a lot of studies. I had to figure that out. But um, Mm -hmm. hopefully one of these days, you know, Jelaine and I, for all of you guys, we can go through some of those practical steps. Maybe I can help give you guys some tools on some theological dialogues. But long story short, I've come as a theologian to really dive into the scriptures and very clearly for myself decide, you know what? Scripture absolutely advocates for the usage and of women. And I think even Mary is a great example of that. She's the first of everything. She, she's the mediator. She's the, of, of all mediators between, you know, humanity and the divine by very, mm. by carrying Jesus in her womb. She is a priest in that sense mm-hmm. where she advocates on behalf of humanity yeah. through the presence of God. But there's yeah. just so much there, but that's why I'm just like, people, You have to hear for God. If God said something, he's not going to lie to you. So if God has told you, you know what, you're called to this, you're gifted for this, hone in in on that and trust in what God told you. Because you know what, no man, no man knows what God has told you. I love this topic because you and I come at it from a totally different point of view. Mm -hmm. You being called to preach, Mm -hmm. me being called to business. Mm -hmm. We're both women. Mm -hmm. We're women of color. We love Jesus. We're in the church and the church has sent messages to both of us Mm -hmm. in different ways that say say to us, your place is here and your place is someplace other than what we feel convicted in our heart that we're supposed to pursue. Mine happened to be business as a married mother, right? And Yours happens to be preaching yeah. as a married mother. Yeah. I mean, and we're in this environment where we're like trying to find where is our place, right? I mean, how do we feel esteemed, honored, respected, accepted in um, our, our faith community mm-hmm. if we don't see the role models The other women who are the trailblazers ahead of us, who are are helping us to see what this could look like. Absolutely. Well, I mean, this is just a shout out to Jelaine. I'll Mm -hmm. just throw that out there. This is why I love you so much, Jelaine. Oh, thank you. Because, you you know, if you aren't part of the G Corporation and you are a woman, can I just like do a plug in right now? Get yourself into the G Corp because, because the truth is as a woman, the access and accessibility to see a woman um, actually embody the things that you feel called to is so hard to come by these days mm-hmm. that we we don't even think it's a possibility mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I told myself, and I lived in that life for way too long, but I had to, I spent a decade, a decade, you guys, trying and pursuing a woman who embodied the things and the essence that God has put in me that she was embodying. And no one in my church was doing that. Mm. They, because there's nothing wrong with being a pastor's wife or any of these things. Um, but those oftentimes those women just didn't embody the kind of um, calling I felt. Right. So it, it took me running into you, Jelaine, and yeah. literally the Holy Spirit saying, hey, go pursue, go talk to this woman. It took that courage of obeying the Holy Spirit to knock on the doors of a woman who's doing it for me to finally glean within myself, what are the things inside of me? Mm-hmm. Because you know what? It's it's so hard to find. It's We don't have enough people. It- 
people is, paving it, the way. There aren't enough role models. And I thank you. Thank you so much for saying what you've said. I, it honors me in that way. And I, and I know what you're feeling because I've looked for my own mentors mm-hmm. um, and, and have found them hard to find. Yes. Yeah. So for me to be able to look back and to see the youngins like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, um, and to be able to speak into your life um, and to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Is is such an honor for me uh, because I know within the body of Christ we just need more mothers. We need more midwives in the spiritual yes. sense of the word that are going to help young women to come along and to find their place because that's really what we're talking about. And your place can be in the church in terms of one of the fivefold ministries. Or it could be in the marketplace because you're a boss lady and you're starting your company. Or you can be in the marketplace as an executive for a Fortune 500. God has so many unique callings mm-hmm. for women. Yes. And so we don't want to put any kind of limitations on where God is calling you and, and what it is that he wants to do in your life. We just want to say today that you can do all things through Christ who yes. strengthens you. Do not let anyone, not even the doctrine of, of a well-meaning church to uh, try to talk you out of what you know you've heard God say to you. Because when the Lord speaks, he tells you the truth. Yes. He doesn't lie. He doesn't have to repent. He doesn't have to take it back. It is who you are. God names us. He calls us. And so I'm excited about exploring this topic with you. So we we got to talk about the first point. Remind mm-hmm. the listeners again, what was the very first point? Yeah. So unequal access. Unequal access. Unequal access. Equaling the access, if you will, begins with us accepting and recognizing that God has called us. Yes. To be who it is that we are supposed to be and then pushing down those doors yes. and going forward. Yeah. You know, so I think um, we probably are about coming to the end for today's podcast. We're just getting started on this. And if you've been listening to Loving God and Making Money for any length of time, you know, Kyla and I tend to do series. So yes. <laughs> this will just be our next series. We're going to be breaking down some of these myths um, as it pertains to who women are and wh- who we can be in the uh, church and in the world. And then we're going to also give you some practical tools to help you to do what we just said, which is grant, uh, get uh, access to, to make those those um, um, advancements that mm-hmm. are needed to be able to go to your next level. So, Kyla, yes. before we close up, what would you like to leave the ladies with before? Oh, and gents, before <laughs> uh, we wrap it up for today. Yeah, I th- my my advice for you today is if I could say anything, try to pursue um, a connecting point. Like if you just mm-hmm. need that can um, kind of confidence in yourself. My advice is go try to f- seek and find someone who's already doing it. So if you Good advice. if you don't know how to do that, um, you know, I'd love to help you. Please feel free to reach out. But I mean, the simple thing is figure out what you want to do, name it, and right. then f- start identifying what are some key things you'd like to learn. Right. And then just knock on doors and don't take no for an answer because I think women too often take no for an answer because people are busy, but you have to advocate for yourself. You You are worth it. You are worth it. You are worth it. Go 
ask and knock, go ask and knock. And you know what? One day a door will open. It took me 10 years, you guys. And now things are coming to pass. But I'm telling you, God is faithful. His timing is perfect. You are not overlooked. You are not undervalued. You are fearfully and wonderfully created and you are called. So whoever you are, let that be a word to you. We're so excited to speak into your life. Amen. And if you are wanting to get in touch with Kyla or myself and try to make that connection or have us help you to make the connection with the person that is waiting on you, I invite you to uh, connect with us on Facebook. Um, uh, I have a public figure page. It's Julaine Smith. And if you go there, you'll see the G Corporation Community Facebook group. And so I invite you, if you want to connect with us, just go in there and pop a word, um, join the Facebook group and just post on there. Hey, listen to the podcast. I really, really like to connect uh, with Kyla or with Julene, and I'll make sure that uh, we get back in touch with you because we're here to try to help you to move forward mm-hmm. and get that access. That's it right. starts with access. Yes, it does. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. We'll continue to talk about uh, how we can empower women for great success in the marketplace that is the series that kyla and i are on Mm -hmm. today so until then continue to go into the marketplace make more save more give more than you ever dreamed possible loving god and making money take care Bye -bye. bye bye